0: Part two, part two of a soldier's attitude. We're going into verse number four, amen. We are going to go to verse number four, amen. So we are finishing up, amen. So this is part two, amen. Can I entitle it? Let's, let's say it this way. Take a soldier's stand. Amen. Taking a soldier's stand is our part two of our lesson. Hey, Copeland. Amen. Don't forget, guys. Don't forget. First St. Peter is in celebration. Amen. This Sunday and the first Sunday in October. Amen. So come on. 36 years for First St. Peter standing amen, in Englewood, amen, well, 36 years of ministry. The church has been in existence 36 years and it is still moving and it is still being a beacon of light, amen, in the place of, where darkness is so we are excited about that so come out help us celebrate all right so we're going to take a soldier stand so when i when i mentioned to you and then after this we'll pray amen i hope you got your notebooks with you your coffee your tea amen so um when we think about this we talked about this and because i love it because i can actually relate to this because i was a soldier. Amen. And a real soldier. A real soldier. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not making it up. I was actually in the army. Hey, Miss Williams. Amen. Please begin to share this message if you believe that it will be a blessing to you. So when you take a soldier's stand, one thing about being a soldier, amen, uh, that you you have to be able. Watch this. You have to be able to understand what you are. Amen. You have to be able to understand what you are. Because a soldier, watch me now, a soldier and a civilian are two different things. We're going to get to it. Now, notice what verse number four this is where we at right now. It says, "No man that walworth, watch this, entangle himself with the affairs of this life." So, what, what, what is that telling us? Okay. So here's what I want you to understand: that being a soldier, you have to be able to have a disciplined. Hear me now, a disciplined mindset. Watch me, you you have to be able to have stability in your mind. Why? Because as a soldier, there is no doubt. Hey, Miss Brandon, there is no doubt that a war will break out. Yet yeah, you, that I mean, you wouldn't be a soldier if 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 a war. Of some sort would not break out amen and and because a war will break out, a war can break out <laughs> and and truth be told many of us are in wars right now amen we're in we have community wars going on in the community people, people are killing one another. Neighbors are warring. You ain't saying nothing back to me. We still have races. Civil wars are still going on in many cities and, and in many countries. You have countries against one another. The wars are still happening. Though they may not be World War I or World War II or World War whatever. Though, though it may not be the civil war. It may not be as grand as the wars were then, but the wars we are fighting is still going on in our land. On the job, you have the employee going against the employer. Come on, talk back to me. In our home, you have sons against fathers. Sons against mothers. Daughters against fathers. Daughters against mothers. You got children that's doing whatever, saying whatever, living any type of way. Wars are going on. In the mind of the people, there's wars. So we have to, as soldiers of Christ, Go back up to verse 3. We have to be able to endure these hardships. They're hardships because they aren't easy to deal with. So as a soldier of Jesus Christ, watch this, can I say this to you? It said that No man that woreth entangle himself with affairs of this life. So let me say something about that part. Watch this. So as a soldier, watch me, of Jesus Christ, you have no time to get emotional. Because when we entangle ourselves with the affairs of life, watch me, the affairs of life deal with the carnal and the natural person. You ain't saying that back to me. So that means... Whatever happens in the natural, because we're natural people, we don't deal with them the way the the Bible, sometimes we deal with them in a natural sense. Oh, come on, talk back to me. And so as a soldier, you you, you cannot deal with life and be a soldier at the same time. You, that's why I said earlier that your mind has to be disciplined and stable. Because if you're going to be a soldier, you 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 can't. The sad part about it is that y'all remember, y'all remember, y'all remember, y'all remember when Jesus said this. He said, "Now listen, listen. If you're gonna come after me, watch this. If you're gonna come after me, if you're gonna follow me, if you're gonna go where I go. You're gonna." do what I do, then you have to give up father, mother, brother, son, sister. In other words, what he's saying is that you cannot have all of these distractions if you're going to be a follower of me. And that's all those two lines are saying. If you're going to be a soldier, uh, if you're going to go in war, your mind can't be on your woman or your man or, or your money or your family. Your, 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 your number one thought is that we got to get through the war. No man wareth and entangles himself at the same time with the affairs of life, you because you know what happens. If you do that, then you're going to put not only yourself in danger, you're going to put other people in danger. So we cannot handle things the way we used to. See, as a soldier, they teach you how to handle stuff, how to handle different situations. How to handle an M16A1 rifle. They teach you how to handle that. They taught us how to handle a 9mm Beretta. They, they taught us how to handle a grease gun. They taught us how to set up claymore mines. They taught us how to throw grenades. They taught us how to set up a bouncing Betty. That's a, also a mine. They, they taught us that that all these things have to be handled differently. I could not handle a 9mm Beretta the same way I handled an M16A1 rifle. Y'all ain't saying nothing back to me. I know what you' are talking about weapons. For. What I'm, what I want you to understand is that, see, the nine millimeter Beretta is a handgun, but an A sixteen rifle, I got to handle that with both hands. You ain't saying nothing back to me. I can't handle a a, a a a a a handgun the same way I did the the A one sixteen because they were two different things. And the same way it is with life. Life, you can't handle spiritual things the way you will handle natural things. And you ought not handle natural things the way you think you should handle spiritual things. Watch this, can I tell you this? We all know what the Bible already says about this war. That is not a natural war in the first place. So why are we trying to handle spiritual things with emotions? hmm. Oh, y'all ain't going to talk back to me tonight. You cannot be a soldier (laughs) and be in the war and get emotional. When bullets are flying past you, shells are going past you, bombs are being dropped. You ain't talking back to me. Airplanes are dropping bombs down and you can't be in a war and get emotional. Because what's going to happen, you're going to either get yourself killed or you're going to get somebody around you killed. So instead of getting emotional, you need to get spiritual. Because you have to understand that we already told you that the warfares of this life are not kernel. Our weapons are not carnal. The enemy that we're fighting is not a carnal enemy. It's not a natural enemy. It's a supernatural enemy. It's a spiritual enemy. And because it's a spiritual enemy, you have to know how to keep your mind where it should be so you can fight the war in the proper way. A man that war does not entangle himself with the affairs of this life. Can I say this? With civil affairs in distinction from military ones. That's why when boxers train, I remember I was watching um, whatever movie it was, but it was about a boxer. And the boxer and any professional athlete know that they cannot do certain things, even if they're married. Amen. That's why they stay on the road. They stay away from family. They stay away from the wife because the number one thing is to complete the mission. Y'all ain't saying nothing back to me. Listen, the Bible says that no man can serve two masters. You, You can't be a soldier, watch me, and worry about if you didn't get a text from your wife or your husband. Because you have to know who you're fighting against. Where is the enemy? And many of us, unfortunately, don't know who the enemy is. That's why we war against one another. Because you think I'm your enemy. And sometimes I think that you are my enemy. Now, I'm not talking about you in general. I'm just saying we get the two mixed up. We are not enemies, but we do have a common enemy. My wife is not my enemy. My brother is not my enemy. My children are not my enemies. But we do have a common enemy. And what we have to understand as soldiers is we have to know which war are we fighting. So being, being a veteran, being a veteran, I, I know that there sometimes uh, when I go to the VA, amen, and then sometimes I watch these shows, sometimes with about uh, military people. They some of these guys have come out of World War One and World War Two. They have come out of these wars, and they got this thing they call um, what they call the shell shock. Amen. They have been shell shocked, and what happens sometimes is, is that after the war is over, they still cannot distinguish the difference from reality and where they were because in their mind, hear me now, in their mind, they think they're still in the war. They still hear gunshots. Come on, talk back to me. They they still see bodies laid out and some of them have nervous conditions because of the things that they have experienced. And can I say this to you? Some of us have a spiritual, we have been spiritually shell-shocked because the experience that we have gone through before, can I say this? A lot of people stop going to church because they've been church shell-shocked because their mama took them to church all the time. Sunday school, morning worship, evening worship, BTU, um, uh, summer vocation Bible school. Every time church, rehearsal, uh, Wednesday night Bible class, they have been spiritually shell-shocked. And so now they don't even go to church no more. Every time they hear church, they go the other way. Just like some of the people that have been veterans, when they hear backfiring, they think something's going on because they cannot decipher who's who. And many of us cannot decipher in the spirit who's with you and who's not. So but the Bible tells us now, what a good soldier does, a good soldier knows how to distinguish the difference between the two. (laughs) Come on, talk to me. Look at what it said now. Where's my paper? He says, he says that um, a good soldier does not entangle him or herself. And the affairs of life. Why? Because it takes them away from the sole purpose of where you are. Can I say this to you? Watch this. So we said this, that no man can serve two masters. You can't be in the army and try to hang out at the same time. That's not going to happen. Hmm. Listen to me. We can't be a Christian when we want to, but a club hopper from Sunday to Sunday and we give God like a two minute I mean I understand I got you but that ain't gonna fly we can't be one to on Tuesday and then on choir rehearsal be this <laughs> come on we can't be this on Sunday and then on Monday be this You you have to make up your mind. The Bible says that an unstable mind, an unstable mind makes a man unstable in all his ways. So because your mind has to distinguish the difference, it will make a difference between being ready and not ready. See, if your mind is not distinguishing who's who, what can happen that has happened before, we can have something called friendly fire. And that's what many of us get from each other. Matter of fact, somebody said that the other day at Sunday school, amen. One of the members said that sometimes that's friendly fire. When we go off on one another, (laughs) you firing at me, why? We're the same platoon. You ain't saying nothing back to me. We're the same squadron. We're the same battalion. We're serving in the same army. Why are you firing at me? Having a soldier's attitude means you know the difference from a friend and an enemy. I know somebody said, well, Reverend, that's that something We ain't going all that way. That's something totally different. <laughs> But a soldier knows the difference. Watch this. So, for no man can serve two masters. (laughs) Be ready to part with all worldly enjoyments and cheerfully suffer the loss of all things. When I joined the army, watch this. When I joined the army, (laughs) I was doing before the army was over. I couldn't just get up and walk out of the barracks when I want to, no. First of all, they had MPs (laughs) and they wasn't playing with you. If you ain't got no business out there, you need to get back where you was, amen. So once I joined the army, I just couldn't get up and just go where I wanted to go and do what I wanted to do. You know why? Because I was on somebody else's time. I had to give up my life because now I have enlisted in something totally different. And watch this, and way bigger than me. And you have to know that when you sign up to be in the army of the Lord, you got to know that this thing is way bigger than you. So as soon as you say yes to the Lord, that means you say no to yourself. And here's what I love about it now. But watch this though. Even when I said yes to the army and and though I had to do everything I had to do, I only worked though. When I got to work, I I only worked from eight to five. After five, then I had my time. Oh, y'all not missing. Y'all missed that. After five o'clock, then I had my time. (laughs) Listen, Jesus ain't taking your life from you. He want to give you more. Didn't he say that? I come. Can I keep saying it? Because I want you to get it. I come that you might have life and that you have it more abundantly. But in order to get that, in order to understand that, you have to have a soldier's attitude. You have to know that you are in this army. And that the orders that you follow are not from yourself. They're not from your mom and them. They ain't from Craig and them. They ain't from your boy from around the corner. They ain't from your girl. They ain't from your homie. The orders you follow comes from the chief. And you must follow those orders. If you do not, can I remind you what happened to me when I decided to go AWOL? They gave me an article 15. But I was still honorably discharged because of some other things that went on. And so I didn't have to get a dishonorable discharge. I got an honorable discharge. Why? Because here's what happened. Here's what believe I saved me. Because I owned up to everything I did was my fault. I didn't try to blame it on nobody. I received responsibility for going outside the parameters. See? And you have to understand When you're in the army, you are not there to please yourself. You're carrying out the orders of the one who sent the orders down. So you're there to please and to fulfill a mission by the commander and chief. Come on here. And that's your number one goal. And as an army, And then a soldier in the army of the Lord. Your number one goal is to please God. Can I read that last line? That he may please him who has chosen him (laughs) to be a soldier. So I had to come to grips that while in the army, my main focus was on pleasing the one who enlisted me. Did not the Bible say without faith, you cannot please, you can't please the commander in chief if you can't trust him. We're not in the army of the Lord just so we can point fingers at the people in the same army that we're in. Look across the sea at other countries Whose armies are turning on their own people. Come on, talk back to me. That's why we had a civil war in the United States. They were turning on themselves. And what did the Bible say about a house that's divided? It case not <laughs> Come on, talk back to me. That's why I don't, listen to me. Can I say this? I'm going to say this. I got the testimony. You may have heard it before, but I'm going to say it anyway. Long time ago, a few years ago, my son, boy, I'll tell you, my son used to give me the blues. And here's the reason why. Because I was reacting to him emotionally. Are you understanding what I'm saying to him? I I was reacting to him emotionally. I wanted to prove to him, number one, that I was stronger than him. I was tougher than him. And then I was his father. But then, after the last time we had this little tussle, I figured out the Holy Spirit said, you're doing it all wrong. You got to approach the spiritual man that's in him. Hear me. And that's what I did. I sat him down. And I talked to his spirit. And I let him know. I said, we ain't going to ever do this again. Because whoever you are, watch me, whoever you are, You that's in him. This is is it for you. See. And when I did that. That was it. No more tussles. No more cursing at one another. Come on talk. Yeah Reb cursed at his son. He did. Because Reb used to man listen to me. I had to prove something. And here's what I know about the army. That you have. So much support. Listen to me. When the army is in the predicament and they can't get out, you know what they do? They, they call for an airstrike. You know what an airstrike is. An airstrike is they send in these jet bombers. And watch this. Lord have mercy. <laughs> Thank you, God. These jet bombers are so fast. They can get to your spot in a matter of minutes and eliminate the enemy. Drop bombs right on them. That's called an airstrike. Can I tell y'all something? Listen to your boy. When you find yourself in a situation and a circumstance, you need to call an airstrike. You say, what's that, Reverend? Can I really simply say it? Prayer. (laughs) Prayer. Is your airstrike. Begin to tell the Lord. What's going on. How things are not working. You need to send up an airstrike. So that he can send in your help. Come on talk back to me. Didn't the Bible say that the Lord is. A hey, what present help. And what times of what trouble. When you in trouble. Send up an airstrike. Send up the call. Lord, I need your help. And the general, commander in chief ain't got no problem with sending help. Why? Because you his soldier. And God ain't got no problem with sending you help. Why? Because you belong to him and he wants to make sure you carry out the mission. So, you do what you do because you want to please the captain, the general, the commander in chief. You carry out that mission. What did Jesus, who also said that I ain't doing my own work, I'm doing the work of the one who sent me? There is a picture of a perfect soldier right there. Knowing the mission and carrying it out. Y'all used to watch Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible had the group of people. Uh, they used to do different missions, but they called it Mission Impossible because nobody could do the mission but them. Uh, the most famous ones were the ones with uh, Tom Cruise in them. And and and, and my big guy, big dark skin, uh muscular guy. That do the Arby's commercials. I forgot his name. But the one that choked up uh baby boy on uh <laughs> uh what's his name? The bald head boy that played him. Uh I can't think of his name. But y'all know what I'm talking about, amen. But it was called Mission Impossible because couldn't nobody do the mission but these guys. And so they learned how to. Do disguises and sound like people. And work all these gadgets and stuff like that. And I want y'all to know something. Listen to me. When the mission gets impossible. You got somebody. By your side. You a soldier. Listen to me. And we know that in the army. If the mission has gotten impossible. We can send for an airstrike. And that will wipe the enemy right out. Why does he do that? Because you still have a mission to complete. And in order to complete the mission, you got to get through. Did not he say, I will make your crooked ways straight. Lord have mercy. Keep the soldier's attitude. And know that in this war, You are not all by yourself. You got folks in the foxhole with you. Christians who don't mind sending up prayers for airstrikes. Listen, I love you guys. Thank you so much for being with me tonight. I really appreciate it.